Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. And I am Brett. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. We are doing this at a different time. I'm in the daylight. Yes. What do you think about that? It looks very nice. I can't Can see, see much of behind you, no, because it's, it's it's blurred out with the strength of the sun. Okay. But it looks nice, though. I've positioned a wet mop just over my left shoulder, so you can see that. I, I can't see that. Because, and the reason I kind of see that, Cliff, is uh, I'm using the mother-in-law's computer and she seems to have signed up to some kind of ads that keep popping up on the, the right-hand side of the screen. Okay. So I've got fresh strawberry pie on offer here. Uh, exclusive 15% off the works. Books oh, the whole works. <laughs> the works. <laughs> the full works. And I've got 15% off spring and summer getaways. Presumably not abroad. <laughs> off them because nobody's going anywhere Uh, (laughs) that list of places that you can go to is disappointing for us because it means that we still can't get back um Uh without quarantine and so it makes it pointless it's very disappointing because we won't get back but the list of places that you can come from is mental Uh the sandwich islands Are you, does the UK? The Sandwich Islands. Yeah, South Sandwich nice. Islands, not the North ones. Does the UK oh, then, get a lot of visitors from there? I often <laughs> have there uh, a lot of visitors from the Sandwich Isles. I know that yes. you, that's what you call it when you get a takeaway delivery. <laughs> Welcome to the Sandwich Islands. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of the Sandwich no, Islands. All of the, the Faroe Isles. Or, okay. So you come from <laughs> yeah, the Faroe I've heard Isles, of that isle. Where there's one flight a week that holds about 50 people. Uh, okay, uh-huh. brilliant. <laughs> silly. Um, uh, well, it's daylight, as I say, you can see, you know, you would be able to see the mop over my shoulder, and hopefully uh-huh. those ads disappear, because over the course of the next hour, you're in for a right treat, because you'll see Ooh. the sun go down. You're joining me. Ooh, that will, That's nice, that will be nice. Yes, that'll, that'll be lovely. Talking be about nice the, the pop-up ads, old, mm-hmm. old people should have... I've got to realize I've called your mother-in-law old there, but the older, <laughs> the older generation should yes. should be like, you know, how we have parental controls for uh-huh. your kids. You should have yeah. like parent controls for, for your parents because there's so much stuff on the internet that they shouldn't be allowed to access to um, no. or the ability to get all those pop-up ads up and all of that kind of well, stuff. Well, I thought it was only porn websites that did the pop-ups but obviously you know the travel lodge of I getting know, in on it now this is mother-in-law porn isn't it 15 percent off a fresh strawberry pie Whoa. click on that yes that'll do for me definitely <laughs> I, I, they're still on i kind of get rid of them i'll try and get rid of them Rob. see if what, oh, um while gone. you're doing that um yeah i've got a bird update no no they're not back are they? they're back the back a new nest and, no and presumably a, a new family, a new another uh, fucking lot you've of looked, siblings. You've looked after them too well and they've 
content. You should have mistreated them. That's I what know, you should have done. If you have a look on uh, Binge and Trip Advisor, uh, number one in the <laughs> UAE. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. 15% off all your new <laughs> honest, I shouldn't have put that offer out because I've been inundated <laughs> with pigeons trying to get a space on this balcony. <laughs> it's like the Ritz, isn't it, for your pigeons? Uh-huh. So is yeah, the, the yeah. wife looking after these ones again, is she? Not well, actually, lesson? we didn't. They've, they've, they've got better at it. What was that? Heard, a scream. I don't know. I heard, I heard some odd scream, like a, a, cr- a cry of a monkey. You got any monkeys? No, I haven't opened up to the monkey market yet. <laughs> no, you should though. You should though. That would be kids, good. That would be better. There's kids playing out here, man. They're just they're idiots. Mm-hmm. They just make a lot of noise. Um, I've covered the birds off, so you know about them. The other thing, I know you probably want to talk about topical stuff, but at the minute, I've been thinking a lot about spoons. What's your thoughts? I, I think they're very, uh, they're very important. Pieces of cutlery. That's what I think. Uh-huh. I'm using them more and more. <laughs> are you? Uh-huh. Why? I, are you, are you, have you lost the ability to use the fork and knife? <laughs> well, I've lost. I don't have one anymore. So, all the best food is food you can eat with a spoon. I'm, I'm liking the fact that you've you've just moved on to spoons. Uh-huh. I just, I just. <laughs> so, is that all you've been doing this week then? Just using thinking spoons. about your spoon. Using spoons. Right? Yeah. Uh, I've been. I've been watching a, a little bit of uh, of TV and I've discovered some rather sinister things about TV. Okay. Namely, the first thing is, I don't normally watch this, but have you ever seen the titles for Homes Under the Hammer? That no. is incredibly sinister. No. I, I... Really sinister. I thought I, I had accidentally ingested some acid or something. <laughs> and the titles, <laughs> it's various notes. You might have your £5 note. You might have your £10 note. Okay. You might even have your £50 note. Oof, and the no. faces, I know, the faces of the notes change and wink at you and smile at you through the <laughs> credits. I've got, it's just so weird. And obviously the programme's not much better, is it? Oh, what is it? You, is it you put in a house and auction? Is that what it's either go to auctions and stuff like that. And people Are they buying them or selling buy them? Houses. They, buy, they buy them, do them up and then flog them. So it's That's that full do, that full journey within one episode. I'm going to buy yeah. a house, work on it, and then uh-huh. sell it and see how much I make. So it's like That's it. a longer, more expensive version of the David Dickinson one, where they just buy exactly. like an old clock and then try and sell it. And, and this has got Dion Dublin in it. Oh, do you remember Dion Dublin's instrument? <laughs> yes, he's, what, is he bongos things or something? He's drums <laughs> that he invented. Yeah, like the yeah. little box thing that he sits on. I do, uh-huh. I also remember the, the story that Alex Ferguson well, told about. Uh, <laughs> you, you could have talked about that instrument. But the other thing that was uh, sinister was adverts. Adverts are growing increasingly sinister, I think. Okay. Especially the ones that involve... Is his name Rylan? Oh, I don't like it. Uh, these are the car ones. Nah, that is Tell the weirdest thing. cheap cars. Why is he in the house? Why is Rylan in the house? And he it starts by I'm going like the 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 uh, the, the wife or whatever. Buy your husband's put a little bit of weight on, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What's it got to do with him? And then he's sort of saying, "What you really need is snitch." What? I don't. Why like is he it. in the house? I don't. No, like I don't it. like it. And then he's another one which is for like bingo or something like that. And he's also in the house, but this time he's more like a, a poltergeist or something because he's not there in bodily form. <laughs> he's just like commentating on what they're doing. He's just I don't I think he's a bit of a bit of a strange man, strange character. That's what I'd say about Riley. How old do you think he'll live to see? What age? Well, he he, he could live forever more if he's a poltergeist, couldn't he? <laughs> I mean, unless <laughs> unless they exercise him, which no, they should, think... most definitely should do. I think you might be a shoe in for an early death. <laughs> well, actually, the mother asked, I, I said this to the mother-in-law, and she says, yeah, I'm really worried about him. I like him. I told he seems you. to be losing a lot of weight. <laughs> I told you he's... So it's not going right for him. Mother-in-law's no... <laughs> They do. They do. Uh-huh. But that's just strange, him being in people's houses and stuff like that. 
we're going to talk about a film that I'd never seen of, heard of, knew anything about until you mentioned it. And since you uh-huh. mentioned it, I've seen loads of people talk about it because it's on. Really? It's on Talking Pictures on uh, Friday night at 9pm. Uh-huh. The Friday night that this will go out. Uh, yeah, that's bad. I got I was quite excited about it. And it's also yeah. called Raw Meat. <laughs> Somehow in America, <laughs> it, it got called Raw Meat. Uh, and it, the cover, the poster and artwork for that is not representative of what the film's like whatsoever. No, not at all. Not at all. I think in, in America, they try to market it as a zombie film. It's got, it doesn't got any zombies. It also in. looks quite so sexy. It, it, it's got naked women on the not. cover. <laughs> it's not sexy at all. There's no sexiness involved, is there? Maybe it's uh, five minutes at the start if you're a sleazy man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really see it, do you? <laughs> no, you don't see now. You don't see now. So I, I went on a bit of a a Donald Pleasance uh, journey, just trying to watch uh, as many of these films as I could. Um, and I kind of stumbled across this one. And I was glad that I did like, because uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, it was, I think it's I great. It, it seems like one of those lost kind of British horror, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of British horror films made over the course of the 60s, 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s with Hammer and stuff like that. So presumably a, a lot of things got kind of lost uh, in the yeah, in the I think this so is many, and this is mm-hmm. it reminded us a little bit of there's a film called Peep and Tom that I first watched at uh-huh. university, um, which is mm-hmm. pretty much like a British version or a bit of a precursor. At the I think it came out as the same year as Psycho. Anyway, Martin Scorsese, he's yeah. like his favorite film, talks about it all the time, and we had to watch it at university, uh-huh. and it's like this kind of sick, perverted like horror basically like a killer is, mm-hmm. is killing people the guy with the blonde hair taking yeah. photographs of people yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah 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 i think i think i started watching it but i didn't quite finish it I, I, for some reason it I, is I don't good. know why it is good but it's a bit like this is i think this is a bit easier to watch in some ways even though there's some horrible bits in yeah. this as well um, uh-huh uh, but anyway, I would cause... kind of put it with that as like these kind of yeah. potentially people haven't heard of them or seen them. I hadn't until uh-huh. now. You know, I've studied film and you know we talk about films all the time. Never seen of it yeah. or anything. No. It's fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. Well, that's, I was just going to say it's a bit strange that because after watching the film, I was looking on YouTube for different clips of it and stuff like that and different things about it. And one of them was uh, Edgar Wright, who was saying it's one of his favorite okay. horror films, okay. his Deathline. Um, so similar type of thing. I think he's probably, you know, championed this film um, with it being one of his favourites and stuff. So, so yeah. But oh, it's good. it's it's excellent. This film, I, I really yeah. enjoy it. So, came out. Should we explain the plot? Yeah, it came out in nineteen seventy-two. It stars mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance. And I have to be honest, you're talking about watching Donald Pleasant films after um, Escape from New York, I presume. Uh-huh. Um, well, no, I was just watching everything that I could because uh, I, I found one um, where he's... It's about Burke and Hay. It's got Peter Cushing. I watched that one um, this week. That was that was excellent. Okay. Uh, and I also watched another one called The Mutations, which is quite a nasty film. Okay. Um, but I still enjoyed that one. I don't so, think uh, I've seen him in many things. I, I, I think like he's one of those names. I know the name. I know that he's yeah. a big actor and stuff, but actually... I, I don't know what I've seen him in. But maybe I've seen him in things yeah. I've not realised, but I presume in the, by the eighties and nineties he's not he's not appearing in Hollywood blockbusters and stuff like that. Well, every, every yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, the thing of being a John Carpenter fan, he's in a lot of John Carpenter yeah. stuff. So he's he's in like Prince of Darkness. He's in Escape from New York, and obviously Halloween, which is yeah, Halloween, probably. Yeah. The thing that he's most famous for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've, I've always liked them, and I mean, he is in some of my favorite films, like I've just said there. But I've never really saw him being like absolutely fantastic. He's never like blown me mind how good he was. No, because but he, in he this really, one, yeah, he's amazing. He this. is. <laughs> but I think in the John Carpenter yeah. stuff, he's you know you watch Escape from New York. He's he's. He's a weird choice for that character. His accents all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's his acting style doesn't really fit. I think he's still good in it, but you can 
yeah. I think there's reasons why he's not like a wow, that performance was fantastic. Whereas this uh-huh. film, I mean, he's he's perfect with it. He's his accent's a little <laughs> bit dodgy because he's obviously a well-spoken guy and he's meant to be like a a kind of cockney, uh, yeah, like class cop, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so his accent keeps veering into being a bit posh and a bit cockney here and there, but a tiny, tiny quibble that because this is for such a grim subject matter. He's uh-huh. hilarious, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and if he wasn't he absolutely hilarious, if he wasn't, it wouldn't be an enjoyable film at all. That's that's what exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I, I like the premise of the film and stuff like that. Um, but Donald Pleasance just makes it. He, he's like chewing the scenery all over the place, isn't he? But it's and, not and over you the just t- want him to come back. No, it, 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 it's not over the top. It's really funny, and he's like really witty. Basically, what he's doing throughout the whole film is just taking the piss out of every single person. Yeah. He's very sarcastic, he and he's, oh, he's got yeah. a one-liner for everyone, and he doesn't take mm-hmm. the, the job or the investigation that he's working on seriously by the I mean, even when he finds, <laughs> even at the end, he's not uh-huh. like he hasn't really done the the work to solve this case. Has he? It's like chance. <laughs> not really. No, it's, it's by chance. Um, so the case is. So we'll have to yeah, be careful we'll, we'll of spoilers. The, the plot of the film yes. is young couple on the tube on the way home from somewhere, an American guy and a, and a, a English lady come across this uh, unconscious man at the bottom of the stairs on the last tube home. Go and tell somebody uh-huh. there's a guy down there who's uh, who's unconscious, by the way. I think he's dying. The guy's a bit like, yeah, he's just pissed. Um, uh-huh. And then they go back down with the cop and he's gone. Um, That's right. It turns out... The American guy... The American yeah. guy wants to step over him and just leave him because that's what you do in New York. Because, yeah, and, uh, I'm American. These guys are like, yeah. deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> he's drunk, man. Let's just leave um, him. And his girlfriend's having none of that. Yeah, she's like, no, we need to sort it out. We need to help him. So yeah. the copper goes and has a look, but the fella's gone. Turns out mm-hmm. that he's from the Ministry of Defence or something like that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so the, all of a sudden, people are actually quite interested in this fella going missing. And Donald yeah. Pleasance is a cop, ably assisted by Norman Rossington, another yes. fantastic actor, Hard Day's Night, <laughs> Carry On films. Yeah. Like he's uh-huh. a fucking legend, this guy. Also brilliant. They're there. brilliant together, aren't they? Aren't they? They're excellent together. He's almost like mm-hmm. a straight man, but because he's yeah, he's naturally funny, this guy, and he's got uh-huh. quite a funny appearance. He's like he's got a striking appearance, let's say. He's not mm-hmm. totally serious, but he's certainly the straight guy, the pleasances. What who's taking the piss all the time? Madcap, yeah, yeah, taking the eye, definitely. The thing is, what I was thinking when I was watching this film is like TV executives have like missed a trick, haven't they? And not like making this a TV series and just having Donald Pleasance and uh, Norman Rossington in some kind of TV show where the, the he's the cop or whatever and they just yeah. solve mysterious crimes. Yeah, They've I just mean, it missed the trick completely. But also yeah. the actual premise of the show, like think how popular the film, I should say. Think how popular stuff like uh-huh. The Walking Dead is. If st- string that out over 10 series or whatever. You could imagine a, yeah. a, a 10 episode series about what's got what's going on in this film easily, like now, yeah, like definitely. in the New York subway or, or whatever. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah, so basically he goes missing. And then um, the man from uh, Keeping Up Appearances shows up. <laughs> he does, yes. And he ex- he explains that uh, in the eighteen hundreds, in the, the late eighteen hundreds, there was a cave in while people were digging out the tunnels um, the in the London scene, Underground. So, yeah, yeah. So they're going, yeah. Basically, as they're building it, uh huh. There was a cave in, and the company who was uh, funding this these tunnels and stations and stuff went bust. So they just left all the people in there. <laughs> Twelve people. <laughs> Eight men, four women, yeah. just left them there. And four this guy's women. going, you know, yeah. he probably survived a while because there's plenty of water down there and there's pockets of air, so they would have been able to survive a bit. <laughs> and he's like, and Donald yeah. Pleasance goes, but what, what about food? food? And he goes, well, <laughs> presumably after a while, you know. Uh, they probably ate they each probably other. probably started eating each other, which is, a, I think the normal 
way of thinking would have been, yeah, probably after a while they just died. <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's so trying then, to explain we're like, in. Bang. The premise great of the exposition. Film, great exposition. So yeah. now you're like, oh shit, this guy's gone missing. And presumably uh-huh. these people still exist down there. It is mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. What we haven't touched on there is the opening credits and the music. <laughs> which are great. Yeah. <laughs> which are brilliant by a guy called Will Malone. Mm. Which uh, people might not know the name, but they'll certainly know his music, won't they? Because he's, he's yeah, been yeah part you of told like, me earlier on him, isn't? Yeah, he's been part of like you know popular music that have, always stick out in your memory, like especially if you're sort of thinking of strings and stuff like that, like Bittersweet Symphony and Unfinished Symphony, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Lonely Soul by Uncle. Yeah. So he arranged all those strings and stuff. I think he's he's a producer and he's he's worked like Peter Gabriel. I think he did the Who Tommy's album as well. Okay. So okay. loads of stuff, but the the, the tune. <laughs> no, well, there's there's strings in it. There's strings in it, but it's all very uh, synthy, isn't it? It is. It's a very synthy, sleazy horrible. number. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted, to, if there was some way of the image of sleaze in music yeah. form, it would be this. Obviously, it, accompanied by it? the accompanied by the visuals as well, because you've got yeah. Well, what you do see at the beginning is the guy who turns out to be this Ministry of Defence fella, bowler hat, yeah, Mister OBE suit, um, <laughs> in a, and you can just see the the images are kind of you know the bright, it's Soho, the bright lights of Soho, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. in and out of focus as he's like wandering around, going into like a girly show and into a, like a kind of mm-hmm. porn cinema, sleazy Soho like nineteen six late sixties early seventies scene. Uh, and these lights, yeah, he's are obviously kind of, up to no good, yeah, isn't he? He's up to no good. You can, you know, you can tell he's a fancy man going into sleazy places where he probably shouldn't be. And the music, <laughs> yeah. and the credits that accompany it, I, I don't uh-huh. think they could be more perfect. Like, I don't no, think anybody could set a scene for this better, yeah. But actually, the rest of the film's not like that at all. But it sets no, a scene. it's yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, I think it goes with it though it sets the scene because that guy the ministry of, of uh, defense guy who also has an obe yeah <laughs> so he's an important fella yeah. he's like like i say he's just up to no good and mm. that music sort of matched with the visuals and stuff kind of tells you that you shouldn't really be doing this yeah, yeah he's a course. sleazy guy yeah and this is you know this sleazy music to go with it but it's it's strangely hypnotic that music i like it though. yeah i think it's brilliant like absolutely brilliant uh-huh. so he goes to uh he goes to into the subway and propositions a prostitute i mean he but is she a prostitute? prostitute well i'm not sure yeah. if she is she's just a woman <laughs> i don't think she is in, yes just got, a woman walking past in the subway she's in the tube station russell square uh tube station uh-huh. And he propositions her, and she kicks him in the bollocks and runs off. Rightly uh, so. Yeah, rightly so. And then, sure. you, yeah, and then you hear sort of strange breathing in the background, mm-hmm. and the camera sort of pans to his face as if someone is there yeah. in the tunnels with them. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing you see is him sort of lying on the stairs, like you touched on before, where the, the two students find find yeah. him lying on the stairs and stuff. We don't know how he's so, ended up lying yeah, on the stairs. Something's happened to him. He's disappeared. Eh? How's he lying on the stairs? Because he's been kicked in the balls. I don't know how he got from there. The... No, I don't know. Bit, Maybe right? he's, he's trying to run away from there. Yeah, yeah. How did he get on the stairs? It's a good um, question. But so... there's other questions as well. As we'll go on. I mean, it's a great there's film, lots of questions. Doesn't really make there's, there's ways one or you can two pick holes in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. Which I've tried to sort of figure out in my head, and I do have a few ideas, but I'm sure we'll we'll get there. Well, I, I think you've probably thought more about it than the filmmakers, then, because I think the yeah. plot holes that are there are just plot holes, <laughs> and you've got to get past them, um, which is easy to do. Yeah, um, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. What I think I read a few bits about it after watching it, and we're talking about the company obviously left these guys, these workers in the tunnel in the 1892, yeah, and let them rot and stuff like that. And obviously, Mm -hmm. there's this disparity between people 
of power treating people like shit. And he is the same. Like uh, he, ends yeah. up, he, that idea gets across straight away. He's in power. He's doing stuff he shouldn't do uh-huh. because people in power, politicians, all that shit can get away they with that. Get, like you said, they can get away with yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And he's treating normal <laughs> people like shit. And also when they find out it's mm-hmm. him, they're like, why on earth is he in a tube station? <laughs> like, he shouldn't be in there. Yeah. And it's that kind of like, uh-huh. okay, it's all right for you scumbags to be in there, but this guy shouldn't be anywhere near uh-huh. this kind of trouble. And I think that's what those opening, that opening scene does, that opening credit sets up that idea of yeah the upper class and the lower class. Uh-huh. And obviously people yeah, who I think live, that's in, right. live in the underground tunnels is... Quite obvious. They're the, 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 <laughs> the lowest of the low, aren't they? I mean, they're like animals, really. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's loads of sort of commentary on the class system as it was then. And I mean, it still exists now, doesn't it? Mm. But it, there's a definite commentary on that. Because when sort of Calhoun, Inspector Calhoun, D- Donald Presence, um, when he's in sort of, he's told about what's happened in the tube tunnels and stuff like that, he kind of looks through his files. It's always already in his head that a couple of normal people, shall we say, yeah. have gone missing. Yeah. Um, and he kind of, because this guy's a person of somewhat importance, they're going to have to start investigating yeah. it. And previously so that they would just leave it. it. Well. Exactly. they just leave it because a Polish baker had gone missing or, yeah. or whatever. But I So, yeah, that class good, sort of stuff's in there. I think it does a good job uh, of showing a kind of multicultural... London, even though there's very few people in it, there's still mm-hmm. like you know, like Windrush people, I, I assume, like who are there and mm-hmm. people from different places. I think it does a good job of that, a little bit heavy handedly, but it, it adds that element into it as well. It doesn't really go anywhere with it, but it shows it, even though yeah, like, it does. It, you wouldn't need to really. Um, mm-hmm. one thing I want to say at this point is uh, the American guy, Alex, played by David Ladd, is probably the worst actor I've ever seen in anything in the entire <laughs> Well, he is, he is, <laughs> but I'm sure he doesn't care. It was his brother that was a producer on the film, so that might well. Well, his dad's Alan Ladd, who was a big, imagine. you know, Alan Ladd was a big movie. Oh, is it his dad? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So he was, so it was and his David, dad who was the producer. This guy there. was a child star. And like most child stars, actually can't act because yeah. you don't really need to when you're little. Do you? <laughs> Just there you go with the child stars. <laughs> <laughs> so strangely enough, this film is about the class system, and you know, this is a little bit jobs for the boys, isn't it? Behind the scenes. Yeah, well, it's a, very it, good, is it? It's an American director, um, guy called Gary yeah. Sherman, is it? Um, and that's right. Yes, I think he wanted to make this film in the US, which would have been slightly different, but couldn't get funding for it. So it came to England where, well, a horror film, we'll give you the money for that. Um, And Mm -hmm. he ended up making it. So presumably the either the class system stuff is an accident because you don't really have that the same in the US. Yeah, I don't think it's an accident because I I, I think he, he, he wanted to write a film about the English class system. Okay. And the only way you could get made was by yeah, being a horror. Okay. Yeah, so like yeah, shoehorned it in. There is a great introduction of the uh, of the cannibal who is co- just called the man. The man, yeah. And there's a woman. Yeah. The woman. Yeah, the woman. But there's a great introduction of his lay, which it's, is like a seven minute. Absolutely amazing. It just goes it is on brilliant. and on and on. So slowly, so creepily. Mm -hmm. What I would say is, I don't know if it's the same guy who did that opening music, who did the soundtrack throughout, but the soundtrack and the sound effects on this film are incredible. Like the the kind of the noises, like like you see, drip, yeah, the dripping, drip of water. You can hear like things creaking and scratching, and like you say, you could hear the breathing when the guy was on the platform before. Mm -hmm. And imagine what it would sound like now in a cinema with like the kind of 4D surround sound with like people breathing behind yeah. you and dripping in front of you uh-huh. and all around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they managed to conjure that up in obviously uh-huh. very rudimentary uh, technology at the time. Um, and you uh-huh. still get all of that, but it, it just, you can, you you feel like you're there and it's like almost, you're peeking inside of it as well. Cause you can only see a little bit of it at a time. This just yeah. continuous shot. 
as it moves around. Uh-huh. For seven minutes? I mean, that's massive, that, isn't it? And there's, like, maggots and rats and, you know, hands lying Half around and stuff like and that. hands and fingers. You see the OB, Mr. OBE, like, lying on the yeah. floor. You don't know whether he's alive or dead, but he's not. Well, he's blinking, though, isn't he? Uh, he blinks, he's blinking. Yeah, I thought it was the next he's bit where he um, yeah, and there's so there's bits like that in there, but uh, this shows that this this uh, this director Gary Sherman, he, he's got a lot of talent. I think. I mean, this is his first film and stuff. He's got a lot of talent. I think to just go for it and do something for it. like that. And you know the the visual, the the practical effects and the visual effects of the half-eaten corpses and and half-rotten yeah. hands and things hanging on the wall. And I mean, it's horrible. It is horrible. It's, it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's not nice. There's two things with this film. I think the London Underground is a fascinating uh, piece of engineering and work anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in London and you're going down the tube and you know they've been there from like 1918, whatever, Victorian yeah. times. It has a kind of, I mean, obviously some of the uh, stations are newer, but it has this kind of weird feeling. And you know there's doors and tunnels that yeah. are there and you know there's different ways in and out uh-huh. and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it's always been something that's fascinated me. Um, just that yeah, me. potential of me what's beyond well. it and all of that kind of stuff. It's like the mystique of it, isn't it? That's the thing. And also just the a couple feet, of times. The feet of yeah. doing it. Like it's like There's when a... you look at uh Egypt or whatever, and you know, how the fuck yeah. did they do that? You think, okay, in uh-huh. in the eighteen hundreds, how did they make this huge underground mm-hmm. network of tunnels for trains to run on? Like yeah. Mad. I mean, there's a there's a few times in the film where it says it's like a, a rabbit warren down there, you know. There's there's loads of stuff down there. It's got lots of strengths. I mean, we'll just talk about that tracking shot and stuff like that. But then the sort of you know how, how interesting the London Underground is and you know where it can turn and and stuff like that. But Donald Pleasance is just completely the man. And we get for one minute. I think someone yeah. like that. Yeah. We get Christopher Lee in there yeah. as well. Yeah, and a tet so with Donald Pleasant. <laughs> Two opposing yeah. characters, styles. One's MI5, who's saying you need Again, to Again, it's that this. class stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Because Christopher Lee is this, he couldn't get any more pointy tighty, could he? Christopher no, Lee in this. You know, ball. he's dressed the same as the OBE guy, bowler hat, yeah. suit, and pinstripe suit, and uh-huh. uh, yeah. a cane or um, a long umbrella or whatever. And he basically mm-hmm. comes in and is like, you know, you guys get back to looking after your little uh, council estate jobs. You know, you, you're missing That's green right. grocers and missing butchers That's and stuff right. like that. Because yeah. um, they find, they find more sleaze, don't they, connected with the, the Mr. OB, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I don't He's think you need that. But it's, videos, videos it, of his bedroom. It, like, what a sleazy bastard. It, <laughs> I like, think Donald Pleasance at one point goes, what a suspicious bastard. <laughs> <laughs> While he's naked, he's brandy. Donald Pleasance is eating, uh, uh, drink, he starts drinking his brandy and he says to Norman Ross, mm-hmm. uh, do you want some? And he's not while I'm on duty, sir. He says, you pompous <laughs> punch. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does call him a pompous punch, doesn't he? <laughs> he's, he's excellent, you know, yeah, Donald Pleasance in this, isn't he? He's so good. It's just brilliant. He's, just, he's, it's he's like how many times he's like. He's serious, but he's funny. Uh, it's just great, and he's dressed a bit like, like Sherlock Holmes uh-huh. a bit. He's like both. I don't know. He's he's so strange. He's like a new creation of a, a detective, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I said like, it be it would be so good in a TV series. It would Those just be two, excellent. Yeah. It would be really yeah. good. Those the, two the doing like creepy, kind of mysterious crimes may yeah. or may not be paranormal or whatever. Would would do. It's like the, the eccentric, quirky cop, isn't he? Like Frost and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a bit like, like Frost. He must like have took loads outfit. of stuff like that. Frost outfits the yeah. same as this. And the hat, isn't it? Uh-huh. Same yeah, hat. Yeah. Do you think he's just nicked it? I think it's a possibility. Who, like, think nobody's ever seen Deathline. I'll just copy that. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that film, Deathline. <laughs> one other so, yeah. thing that stands out to me. Um, I mean, there's a great attack in there. With the, <laughs> there's, there's, there's two great attacks for different reasons, isn't there? Yeah. The, the, the first one is uh, some unwitting 
three workmen who get attacked, yeah. and there's a, a shovel in the head. Yeah, that's, that's great. The first one. <laughs> that was yeah. superb. <laughs> and there's a broom in the heart. <laughs> All the way through <laughs> and out the other side. There is. So basically the, the cannibal man, these guys have been down there, This these workers who were left to rot ended up. Yes. Um, I mean, there's loads of exposition in the film, so we're not spoiling anything. They've uh-huh. somehow survived generation or a few generations on, and then mm-hmm. the man is there and keeps taking people be from the tube to go to eat. To eat. So yes. here's the thing. If they can get out, why have they stayed in there? But haven't they recently just getting out? Yeah, that's, that's, what, what, uh, that's what my thinking was. But there's a lot of, because, there's a lot of yeah, uh, skeletons in there. There is because his wife, the woman, is 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 dying. She's yeah. ill because they've got the plague, haven't they? These uh, yeah. unfortunate cannibals, <laughs> uh, probably from biting the heads off rats. I would say that's yeah. the main place they got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have have the you know has that ex, ex what's that? That's the right word. Has that sort of exacerbated work? No, getting out of the. Uh, Getting out of the the hole where they're living in has yeah. that killed the wife? You know that final push to get out. I think okay, that's I how it worked yeah. out in my head. But um, may, maybe not. Maybe I not. Think, maybe yeah, it's look, just a you can hole. explain it. There's loads of films and stuff where people live in the sewers and stuff like that, and there's tribes of people under there. They can obviously yeah. get out, but they choose to do it. Uh-huh. So I would I uh-huh. would imagine that yes, over time, they have mm-hmm. been able to get out at some point. But yeah, uh, by that point, they're just the guys who live under there. They can't talk. Well, that's it. Can they? Yeah, they can't talk. Well, they can't talk. <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to that bit. Is this the, one of the other best bits of the film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they can't get out. But the the hideous aren't they? and the, they're probably quite frightened of the the outside world. You would I imagine. Think this is another good part of it because as much as these are cannibals that are killing people and eating them. You yeah, do end up feeling sorry for them. Of course because... you do. I mean, because ultimately they've been left there by you know the authorities, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've just been left to rot, and they're just down there surviving essentially, aren't they? That's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, you do feel sympathetic for, uh, but, especially the man, don't you? But the woman, she, I struggle to look at her face. It is horrible. The makeup. <laughs> The makeup and stuff that the man and the woman have got is amazing. Like yeah. it's really good, so effective. What speeds up the investigation is that amazing scene with Christopher Lee, where Christopher Lee uh-huh. basically tells him to mind his own business, and Donald Pleasant is like, "Well, <laughs> fuck that! I'm going to find out what's happened to this guy." Then he tells him to fuck off. He I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody's told Christopher Lee to fuck off. Probably in his whole life. Christopher Lee is amazing in it. He's amazing he's in, in everything, that's why. He must be in for about two minutes, but he's superb. He's so, he's just so a good. He's presence, isn't he? He's just a complete Brilliant. presence. And he's he's great at doing everything, I think, Christopher Lee. I want him you to know, come being back. A, yeah, being a massive uh, Hammer Horror fan and stuff. He's good as a baddie. He's good as a goodie. Mm-hmm. He's good as a scientist. He's always standoffish. He's just amazing. He's I think just one a, of the things... The thing is about Christopher Lee as well, he, he lived a very interesting life. I think he was in like mm-hmm. special forces in the war and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he brought out a, a heavy metal album yes. towards yeah, yeah. the later. Yeah, yeah. What a what a guy. What a guy. I just I just love him, me. I think he's just I amazing. Think he's great as but well. The one of the reasons that a lot of people don't like this film or people were put off by it was the fact that Donald Pleasance and Christopher Lee in it are in it, and Christopher Lee wanted to be in the film so he could act with Donald Pleasance, and he was only in it for like we say a minute or whatever. But they're not really in it in the same scene together. You don't really see them on the screen at the same time, and the reason for that is the height difference. Okay. Christopher Lee's massive. He's like yeah. six foot six or something. Christopher Lee. And Donald Pleasance is a short man. So the only time you see them in the in the same shot is when Christopher Lee's sitting down. You know, I, I never Pleasance thought about it because up. obviously it's a back and forth between them. So yeah. I didn't really uh-huh. 
think see i was fine it. with it me i was fine with it me mm-hmm. i thought it, it it looked it was like a little bit weird and you got like the them playing off each other with this is a great shot when he comes in and he's very tall in the middle of the screen he's got yeah. his hand on his cane and he's obviously meant to be big and imposing and talking down to them mm-hmm. which is why yeah. i think that works yeah and then you, it, when you see the reverse shot and it goes to those two uh rossington and pleasance the framing mm-hmm. of them in the shot it's almost like they're kind of naughty school kids because they've been they've yeah, been told they've been off. told off for like snooping uh-huh. where they shouldn't because they've found the secret <laughs> room with the the camera and screen in the bedroom yeah and Obviously, he's been drinking his brandy and he's on Is there anything we can nick? And he's yeah. really enjoying the fact that he's kind of he's investigating somebody being missing, but he's almost trying to like finger him for being a bad guy at the same time. Yeah, sure. But, um, the other thing I was going to say about uh, about uh, Pleasance was he's really good when they decide to go to the pub and get pissed. Amazing. I think I think Donald Pleasance just doesn't care about anybody. Mm. He, he doesn't care about, you know, he doesn't care about the establishment because he puts on at, at a point when he's trying to ring Mr. OB's <laughs> office, he puts on this very posh yeah, accent funny, again, really just taking the piss, just it's completely really taking the piss. He's like, oh dear. He doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't care about the students. You get your hair cut and all this stuff you say to them and... He just doesn't care about any. All he wants to do is his job, really, isn't, isn't he? But then again, he is like hamstrung in a way by the people in authority, isn't he? Yeah, so but like he gets told to leave them. it alone. But that's exactly that's yeah. at the point where he, like I say, he decides. Well, actually, I, I will go and solve this crime after he's been yeah, told not yeah. to. Um, before that, <laughs> he's a bit like, oh, maybe there's something in this. Anyway, yeah. it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. We know it's going to come to a crooks where uh, there's obviously a reason why David Ladd and his girlfriend are in it from the start and see it, whatever. Yeah. He becomes uh, integral to the how the plot plays out. She ends up being captured by him and he doesn't kill her straight away. Uh, he's not sure what to do with her. But what happens is the roles are reversed a bit. He's trying to communicate mm-hmm. with her. He doesn't, these guys communicate in grunts. And he's trying uh-huh. to communicate with her to get across how he feels and what he wants to uh-huh. do, but he can't do that because he can't talk. She mm-hmm. doesn't say a single word to him. She starts, she's just like grunting. She's grunting, isn't she? Like yeah. she can't get any words out. So she kind of goes down to his level a bit out of fear and out of being in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing. But then he's desperate to say something to her. And he says... Mind the doors. Mind the Mind doors. Mind the doors. Mind the doors. <laughs> and the reason he says mind the doors is that's all he's heard from the people it's shout. All... I mean, if I think about this film again, I'll think of Donald Pleasance and I'll think of mind the doors. Yeah, but then there's that bit Mind where, the uh, doors. Absolutely. That, 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 that played the man, Hugh Armstrong. I mean, lo- loads of people who have actually watched this film love his... His performance is like it's he's almost because, like a Frankenstein monster, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's like a sympathetic say, character, even though joyful. he's uh, yeah, even though he's doing hideous things. But the yeah. reason he's doing hideous things are because he's just being left by you know wider society or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I love that bit. But obviously, if he was from the northeast, he would be saying, "Stand clear of the doors, please." <laughs> yeah, in various celebrities' <laughs> voices. <laughs> <laughs> from the 90s <laughs> one week Tim Healy the next yeah. week uh-huh. all the but there's, there's what if you haven't seen the film uh, switch off at this uh, point I would say because there is a wonderful injury caused to the man by a Cuban heel which I did like <laughs> <laughs> yeah David comes back and gets gets his Cuban heel in the, in the ear he does <laughs> So, so there is a reason for them shoes. But <laughs> for making it tall. There's one other throwaway line, which I really love, where he, he goes, Donald Pleasance goes into the, I think it's like where they're doing the blood work or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, Big. all right, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dracula. That made us laugh. Like, I love that bit. So there's lo- so there's loads of bits that we haven't talked about, like Pleasance's is, is. quick wit and stuff like that. He it's couldn't say them all brilliant. because it's the whole his entire script is fantastic. Is 
There's Do you think bit... he was just ad-libbing, though? I think Some he, of it, I think, I think he, he might have been. been just making it up. There's one yeah. thing that I really like. When they're in mm-hmm. the tube and there's like a, a scuffle going on, the ads, you know, we talk about ads and the things yeah. that are in there. There's an advert for a portable pub. I want to find out more about. <laughs> you noticed the adverts for the portable pub, and I was looking at the James Bond poster. <laughs> and when they go to a bookshop, Charlie Chaplin and uh, yeah. Laurel and Hardy. That's yeah. what I noticed. The portable pub. <laughs> and Jimi Hendrix. As well, Jimmy Hendrix on the wall, well. yeah. yeah I noticed that yeah. Che Guevara on the students' yeah. wall. So, even That's in 1972, right, yeah. students had Che Guevara on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's just never left them. <laughs> so, that's a brilliant film, Brett. Thank you so much for recommending it. Honestly, watch it, no like, watch it. It's an absolute stone cold British horror classic with some great yeah. performances in it great music great sound effects great practical effects great makeup it's just fantastic it's a gem plot holes, isn't it plot holes galore it really but you know it, we you can yeah. get past it quite easily because spend it's, your it's, disbelief that's what yeah. we'd say for sure Absolutely. it is a a forgotten gem. Would they have had time to have a baby when they were eating each other? Who knows? But they have. (laughs) Who knows about that? (laughs) Don't think about that, man. (laughs) So, yeah, just go watch it. It's on Amazon. I think it's about, you can buy a Blu-ray for about eight quid. It's on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime or on demand to watch. And like I say, on Talking Pictures. Talking Pictures. On whatever that date is. The, the Friday. Friday. 14th, it's on Friday, I the think. The 14th. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to this on the day it comes out, it's on tonight. It'll be on Catch Up otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go now, but before we go, Brett, introduce yes. this week's music. Yes, this week we'll have music from uh, a band that we've had on before, actually, mm-hmm. um, called The Battles of Winter. And this is a gritty post-punk single. It's called A Flaw in the Hourglass. Yeah, I like so these guys. So I'm glad they're on. But I'm glad they're on again. Uh, we'll get that yes. player now. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember you to subscribe and like and share. Cheers for the music. Cheers for the film, Brett. Until next time. See you later. Bye bye. Bye.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.